0: hey this is evan mark katz dating coach for smart strong successful women and your personal trainer for love welcome back to the love you podcast where you're going to learn everything you need to know about dating relationships sex and men from a man's point of view and uh i'm excited about today's topic uh how to deal with your ex because everybody's got an ex right this isn't something that is uh is narrowly conscripted like long distance relationships or how to date a man with children or something like that. If you've ever been in a relationship and you're single, you have an ex and an ex could have a strong emotional hold on you. You could be best friends with your ex. You could be could have been married to your ex. You could have children with your ex. You could still be in love with your ex. You could still be having sex with your ex. There are a lot of ways that. one could be engaging with someone that you're no longer in a relationship with and may never be in a relationship with. And for the most part, um, you know, I, I don't think that's that's healthy, but it's human, it's normal, and we all do it. So I'm gonna give I don't know five, six bullet points today for you to consider on how to deal with your ex. And the first one is to remember always It's called a relationship. It's called the person is uh, your ex for a reason, which is to say that um, it's called a breakup because it's broken. When someone breaks up with you, it's because he doesn't see himself with you for the rest of his life. We can take that very personally, but it's a big deal to spend your life with one person. So when someone breaks up with you for whatever reason, whether it's fair or not, whether it's about you, whether it's about him, right? It kind of doesn't matter. This is the the underlying premise of my book. Why he disappeared. Um, the man who breaks up with you is not your future husband, no matter how much you want him to be. Similarly, if there's a reason you broke up with a man, right? Because he's financially unstable, or he's verbally abusive, or he doesn't make time for you. That's a choice that you didn't make overnight. That's a choice that took you a while to make. Right? And you made a conclusion. I can't deal with this anymore. And he says, "Oh, baby, you know, I'll get better. I promise." And so you go back and people break up and make up all the time. One of the best predictors of whether you're going to get divorced is whether you had a rocky courtship and broke up and made up. So breaking up, there's examples of people who broke up and made up and became happily married. But for the most part, breaking up is indicative of a larger problem. Let's not sweep that under the rug when you're feeling lonely and wondering if you can do better and have a hard time replacing this person in your life. That's normal. It's normal to miss something. Um, but don't forget there's a reason you broke up next breaking up the act of breaking up and this probably should have been put in a different order is not a process, right? I've, I've, I've coached women, uh, you know, Evan, I've been seeing this guy for, for five months and you know, I'm, you know, I'm in the process of breaking up with him and you know, it, you know, give me a month. It's, you know, it's, it's really kind of tricky. We're not talking about a divorce where you've, you've got kids in a house and lawyers. But for boyfriend, girlfriend, presuming you're not living together, breaking up is not a process. It is it is literally just a conversation. It, it Shorter than this podcast. Jeff, um, I, I, I love you. It's been a it's been a, a great four months. I, I just can't do this anymore. Uh, I'm not trying to assign blame. I just know that that things are, are, are too difficult, too rocky. And um, I feel like it's best if you go find the woman that you're looking for and I find the man that I'm looking for instead of trying to fit these two square pegs in a round hole and try to try to make it work. So, um, you know, it pains me to say it because I'll really miss you. But I don't think we can do this thing anymore. Period. You are now broken up. Anytime someone says I'm breaking up with him like it's a it's a to do that has to go through paperwork or something like that. It's not. It's it's actually a declaration and right, it's you're, you're firing him you're the CEO of your love life you're, you're firing your intern saying we can't do this anymore um, so we don't have to drag these kind of things out uh, you may drag it out because you're ambivalent or confused or you're afraid but the, the actual act of breaking up is instant uh, and it's it's the kind of you know you got to pull off the band-aid and get it done you cannot say, I'm going to do it later. I'm going to do it later. I'm going to do it later. The next thing you know, it's two years later. Next point about dealing with your ex, cut him off entirely and start not just entirely, entirely and indefinitely. Uh, this is something I learned the hard way um, because really easy for me to sit here uh, on my soapbox, you know, dating coach, married for 10 years and talk about, you know, how you should should cut him off indefinitely. Um, but this is hard-won wisdom. Um, I had a girlfriend when I was 27, who, most stunning woman I've ever dated, also the most troubled woman I ever dated, but I was sort of addicted to her like a drug. And um, for months afterwards, after we broke up, it was it was in November, we definitely communicating frequently, seeing each other occasionally, sleeping together occasionally, talking about getting back together. Um, And it just it just it just prolonged the agony. Um, It was basically the act of two lonely people, uh, not two healthy people. uh, And you can't let your life be dictated by how lonely you are. Um, Six years later, I had another girlfriend. She broke up with me three times. Three times in six months in uh, 2003, um, she always took me back, but mostly because she was breaking <laughs> breaking up with me for the wrong reasons. But but she definitely had problems with me that she she was wrestling with. And uh, uh, the third time she broke up with me, um, she reconsidered that as well and said, "I you know I know you're a good guy. I just I, I'm really you know I'm really insecure and I, I get bothered when you you know, talk about other women." And and I said that I completely understand, but I can't walk on eggshells my whole life. You know, you're better off finding someone new. I'm better off finding someone new. Um, uh, So that was another example of two people who fundamentally are probably probably good people, but for whatever reason, I triggered her and we were really mismatched and trying to to force things to work really wasn't working. Another girlfriend, uh, I was with her for only three months, but they were pretty intense. She broke up with me and I was gaga about her. Uh, and I couldn't, I couldn't let go and probably, I probably didn't date for six months after that. I mean, I, I I tried to, but I couldn't like emotionally, uh, uh, be present with anybody. And I was still friends with her and I was very proud of the fact that I was still friends with her, that I, I was the bigger man and I met her new boyfriend and I was really trying, but she still had an emotional hold on me and it took me a really long time to. Get to the point where I realized, oh, she wasn't perfect. This person who broke up with me, in fact, she was highly flawed, and if I had stayed with her, I wouldn't be as happy as I am today. But at the time, when you when someone dumps you, it's it's really hard to to see that clearly the flaws of your partner. Um, the best breakup I ever had, um, and again, breakups are always painful. It was a woman I dated before my wife. We dated for eight months, and I realized I wasn't going to marry her, and I broke up with her. She cut me off like that, just block me on text, remove me on Facebook, just stop returning my calls because I would check in, not out of selfish purposes, not like, you know, uh, nothing nefarious, not trying to keep a booty call going, I I really cared about her. She was my best friend and I once in a while check in and see how she was doing nothing, no response, that was the way she needed to heal. And the next time I saw her, uh, she friended me on Facebook and she had a husband. <laughs> I'm not joking. That was the next time I saw her. Um, and so I think cutting someone off uh, indefinitely uh, and clearly is, is, the, is the best way to go from certainly from my own experience. It's po- possible that you could disagree. Uh, you can be friends with an ex, uh, but it's usually way, way, way after. Next bullet point. Write down all the reasons you broke up and all the ways he disappointed you and made you unhappy. These are more important than the positive memories. Positive memories are what got you into the relationship when you were laughing, when you were having fun, when you were having sex, when we know there's a reason you were together for as long as you were together. right? But every relationship has those positive memories. I mean, I don't see a point of a relationship where there's nothing good going on so you're in a relationship and he, he he's done some things right that made you fall for him All right but there's a reason you're broken up right. why right. be really critical of him Write write it down there was the time he you know left me crying in a parking lot by myself there was the time that he threw my cell phone on the ground there was the time that he insulted my mother to her face. There was the time that he um, pushed me on the couch. There was the time I'm just making things up, but really catalog all the reasons that this person that you're pining for, who has a hold on your heart, isn't all that he was cracked up to be. Because those are the things you're going to need to look at when you're tempted to go back. Um, I always say you know. how do I say this uh, believe the negative ignore the positive yeah believe the negative ignore the positive um, uh, when we sweep the negative stuff under the rug that's how we end up in bad relationships uh, you can think of anybody who's uh, including yourself if you've ever stayed in an, a relationship that was emotionally abusive that was that's you anchoring on the positive and at, at the at the expense of the negative where you're really afraid to speak your mind. You're afraid that he's going to break up with you. You don't know what he's going to have an emotional angry outburst. What a terrible relationship that we we gussy up in the the guise of love. Um, That's that's not real love. Um, Real love is when someone's consistently kind to you. Um, And I think we, we often lose sight of that when we have the in love feeling. Being in love is not the same as loving someone next figure out which of those reasons that we just wrote down are future deal breakers which means you can't date a man who does the same thing as your ex right i mean this this is the point at which we learn if you want to learn how to deal with your ex well it's not just dealing with your ex it's learning from your experience with your ex so if you dated a guy who was a wonderful man but he traveled for 30 weeks a year uh, or only texted you once a week you realize, huh, one of the, one of my priorities evidently is that I need a guy who's willing to give me time and make me feel important. Right? My previous guy didn't do that. I will never make that mistake again. Right? Guy who's, you know, guy who's afraid of commitment, a guy who I don't know really what I want, I'm not in a good place, I don't know if I ever see myself getting married, I'm you know, I'm not really sure if I want kids. You do that no, 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 no. You, you never do that again when you find a guy who can't or doesn't it is openly ambivalent about commitment not commitment with you because the guy's not going to know if he wants to marry you right away but commitment overall (laughs) run in the opposite direction you don't date that guy again and put yourself in that same position right just not dating the non-committal guy will save you years of your life and things like communication and if you've had a lot of friction guys who don't know how to You know, go to sleep mad, uh, don't know how to apologize, refuse to listen to you their way or the highway. Can't take that guy either. So again, I'm just you know, I'm just spitballing here ideas that are very, very common. But when you write down the reasons that you broke up with someone, you look at them and say, which of these things are true deal breakers? That means the next time you see a guy who has a tendency towards these same things, you cut it off fast instead of giving him two years to work on his shit. okay. And the last bullet point before we take a a question would be something positive. Get back out there to find a better fit. We talk about how to deal with your ex. The best way to get over an ex is to find a guy who washes the memory of him away. Right? It is not to pine for him. It's not to take years of your life um, healing. It's not that you're not allowed to. You're allowed to do whatever you want. But really what's going to to get you back is is another man who treats you better. And you could go back and be friends with your ex when you're happy once again. But the truth is you're not gonna need to be friends with your ex once you're happy again, right? He's outlived his purpose. He served the purpose for the time that you were with him, right? There's some good memories, there's some bad memories. It's a you learn from the experience, it's part of your life, and you compartmentalize it and you move on to find a guy who doesn't have the same big problems that the previous guy did. And a big part of relationships is just finding a guy with the fewest problems. Right. It's not who's the tallest, handsomest, funniest. It's finding a guy who doesn't have a, a series of of emotional deal breakers. Like I mentioned, time, commitment, communication, kindness, consistency. You can't you just can't do that. No one can make that work. He that guy's someone else's problem right now, that guy who who tortured you. So don't spend too much time licking your wounds beyond the expiration date of that relationship. Realize that relationship was broken. Get back out there, start dating, and find a better fit. So without further ado, I want to introduce my friend and reader. Her name is Danny. Hello, Danny. Hi, Evan. Thank you for being here. Thanks for being so patient.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: How can I help you today?
1: Um, I'm calling because I recently, about two months ago, started hanging out with an ex again. And um, we agreed to be friends, but I'm starting to feel like his intentions are more romantic. Um, historically, when we dated before, he was a terrible guy to date, very non-committal. Um, did the thing where he did leave me crying at a party, um, at my friend's place. And, um, so we broke it off and didn't communicate for about five months and we both dated other people during that time. But this time around, it just feels really different. And I, I wanted to know your thoughts on what signs I should be looking for, if I should give him a second chance and to know that he's changed, which I feel like is optimistic, but I, you know, I, I don't really know how to it this time around, and I, I am hesitant with him, but I he, again, he's starting like he's treating me to dinner all the time, making me dinner. We're, we've gone out dancing, he's introduced me to all his friends, and has really been really great this time.
0: Okay, um, right now, this, this second go round, um. You're not acting like boyfriend, girlfriend. You're not even dating. You're being friends.
1: Um, it, it's there's definitely like we we kiss, and so there is still a little bit of physical affection. Um, but I'm not really holding my breath for him. Um, so I think initially we said we wanted to be friends, but I think we were definitely still physically attracted to each other. Um, and so I think that's what's I think initially started off as good intentions is now. Evolving.
0: Okay. Um. Uh. Are. Figure this out. How old are you, if I might ask? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. And he is.
1: Thirty five.
0: Okay. So he's he's a man at thirty five. He's not a kid. What does he want? What do you want?
1: Um. I mean, I would. I want to find the person that I want to be with, and I would like to be with someone that. Is kind and when I asked him, I think he he has a troubled past, and so I think he really is looking for stability, is what he says. And um, yeah, so I, I think like I'm I'm not sure if he's the person that I want, but I think if he, I'm wondering if he's becoming the person that I want, or what signs I should look for in order to really give him a chance, um, if he were to request it. Well, the,
0: the, the concerns, right, which again, it's not to say that it's impossible, but you know, we, we always have to play the odds. You've heard the, the, the phrase, you know, who you are in one situation is who you are in every situation, or mm-hmm. Maya Angelou, when a man shows you who he is, believe him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What was the explanation for seeing him for six months and disappearing for two to three weeks at a time and leaving you crying at a party? How, how, do, how, do, we, how do we clean that up?
1: How does um, he justify that? So his reason was that, again, I, you know, I don't want to make his troubled past an excuse is that he's had a hard time forming close relationships with people. Um, When we dated a year ago, a lot of his noncommittal stuff was rooted in him coming out of a bad relationship. And so he admitted that a lot of it was that he just would get scared. And so he would push back. Um, And so eventually we just broke it off because it was like it was too cyclical and I think it started to become really toxic between both of us.
0: And so um, what I, I, like to make things, I like to make decisions that are evidence-based and that's hard when you're dealing with behavioral science. What evidence do we have that we're going to have a different situation the next time around? If you really let this guy back into your heart and you give it a shot as boyfriend-girlfriend because he's doing everything right, right now the stakes are really low, right? You're not his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Right? So he could he could do everything right. He could court you. And by the way, every relationship in history started with a guy being nice to a woman. It didn't start with him being a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, anybody could do what this guy's been doing for the past two months. Right? So, it, it, it's not that uh, it's impossible for someone to change. It's that people are motivated by their own self-interest. Uh, he probably likes you. Uh, he's probably going to do the best he can. He's doing the best he can right now. The question is, is the old him, the guy who's been there for thirty-five years, going to resurface? Uh, it would be hard to assume it's not, right? That that yeah. that, that that past that tortures him, his uh, avoidant attachment style, his ability to push away people who are kind to him, um, that that's just going to self-eradicate because he met you. So I'm not saying that you should. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I would say. If you're going to do this, proceed with caution. Great caution. <laughs> um, and again, i far be it for me to tell you how, how you should feel. Here's the feeling I have about men in relationships. They're like buses. There's always a new one coming along. I never—I ne- Whenever someone has a question for me about a guy, Danny, it's almost never about the guy. It, it, they're calling about the guy in, in question that they're seeing at this time the question is ultimately about you. Right. And how are you going to carry yourself in the world? What kind of decisions are you going to make? So men are fungible. They're replaceable. So the question I have is not whether you should give this man a shot, who, who's being nice to you now, who you're attracted to. right? It's whether this guy, based on previous evidence, is a good bet for the next 40 years. And that is no better than a coin flip and probably worse than a coin flip because we already have evidence that he has trouble with intimacy and consistency, right? Yeah. Right. So we could ignore that. Like I said in the first part of this podcast, we could ignore that because it's inconvenient to our narrative. I want to give him a chance. I like him. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking on a a bigger palette. I'm waving my hands around here. Is it possible that there's a man on the planet who who, (laughs) you could like that you're attracted to who doesn't have a broken past and a history of disappointing you.
1: Yeah. And I, I think like I have been dating and trying to go out with other people. Um, but I think it's hard in the moment, you know, if you can't find someone else and there's this person here. Yes. Like,
0: yes. And again, that that is that is literally what we did in the first half of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Was, was talk about it doesn't matter how much you miss him. Right. He's not the last man on Earth, right? And so we try to fill the hole. And when we have a hard time filling the hole, we're like, all right, we'll just go back to this guy. But he's fundamentally the same person that you dated for those first six months. He's just being nicer now. Yeah. Right. He's he's not a different person. He couldn't be a different person. He's on his best behavior right now. He's not taking you for granted because he's not even your boyfriend. He doesn't have to deal with the day to day, the stuff that happens. And again, I say this is the 45 year old, 45 year old old guy, right? <laughs> what happens in marriage is, is completely different than what happens in dating. They're, they're barely related, right? So it's just important to understand that what your life looks like in the future is, is uh, someone who handles conflict well, who is emotionally stable, who could be your rock. You know exactly what he's going to do in each situation. It's always going to be the good thing and the kind thing and the self-sacrificial thing, right? Yeah. It would be hard for me without knowing either of you to give this one my big thumbs up stamp of approval. Based on what happened before. Um, So again, I'm I'm not going to tell you not to. I would remind you that you're the CEO of your own love life. He is the intern applying for the job. And if you see if you dive back into this pool knowing that the water might be cold, if you willingly dive back into the pool, just remember that you're the boss. And if he's no longer on his good behavior, you see any evidence that he, he's, he starts to pull his jerk routine? Gone. All right. And again, I would predict that is how it's going to play out. But mm-hmm. if you need to experience that for yourself, because my predictions are based on nothing except for general patterns. I don't know you and I don't know him. If you're willing to take that chance, just don't let it go too far. Don't go six months with him occasionally disappearing. Just be like, "Hey, I thought you know, I thought we were we were you know turning over a new leaf, and uh, it looks like the new leaf is the same as the old leaf. I can't do this."
1: That's fair. Do you huh? do you think that there's any things that he can do? I mean, I guess I'm going back to my original question, and um, and I think you're. Right about if he starts to demonstrate the same old patterns to leave it as it is and that it's broken, but do you think that there's signs that I should look out for that he's, that he has changed?
0: Uh, the the, the, the signs, let me put it this way. Um, There'd be no newspapers if there were not bad news, right? Yeah. Right. Like, the, the, the things that we talk about are when things go wrong. It's not like, woman has productive day at work, gets kiss from boyfriend, news at 11.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. So you we say, well, how could I tell if things are right? This is according you know, to stuff I've written before and stuff that's in my Love You program. Um, what marks a successful relationship is a lack of anxiety. Right. It makes you happy. So it's not what do I look for in him? Like I'm inspecting him like a a slide under a microscope. It's am I happy? Do I feel safe, heard and understood? Is he being consistent and kind and communicative? Is he talking about a future? Do I feel do I feel that? This is building towards something and escalating and going somewhere. It's, it's not what you look for. It's, it's the lack of bad emotions associated with your relationship. And that's the crazy thing is a lot of people associate relationships with bad emotions. They associate relationships with pain and fear and anger and frustration. <laughs> What's the point of a relationship if that's what it's making you feel? And you did that for six months with this guy. Yeah. So I'm asking you to pay attention to your feelings. If you're not happy, get rid of them. <laughs> That's yeah. it. So it's not what you what you look for. It's it's the lack of friction. It's how easy is this? Can I just fall into this relationship the way I trust my best friend or my mom or whoever is your go to person? That's what your boyfriend should be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Does that answer your question? Or is that too vague?
1: No, I think I think that's a a great way to look at it and to measure it. Is as far as like my anxiety levels, um, which definitely a year ago I was much more anxious. For this sure. year, I don't. I'm definitely feeling much more at ease with him. Um, I guess a, a follow up question then would be: Is this something that you think is worth confronting him about? Of just really having a heart to heart with him about what kind of relationship he's looking for. What is he going to say? I, I don't know. I feel like he's telling me that he wants me in his life and that he, you know, that he doesn't want to lose me. And these are the things that I've heard from him. But I don't know what that means in terms of like commitment.
0: Remember, you're the CEO and he's the intern. So uh, the CEO sits down, the intern says, uh, do you want this job? Are you going to work hard, come in early, stay late, be productive? What's the only answer the intern's going to give? Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. So
0: he's, you're not really leaving him with a range of options. Are you really serious this time that you're going to be nice to me? Well, yeah, of course I am. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm, re- I'm really just, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. So to me, the, the answer is not to sit him down and give him a good talking to it's give everything you have to the relationship and be a good Trusting girlfriend let him in if you're choosing to do this again. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend it But if you're choosing to do this be the best girlfriend you could be lead with warmth optimism trust Give him every reason to treat you like gold don't treat him like a bad boyfriend from the past treat him like a good guy And okay. see if see if he raises his game to your level
1: Okay, that's yeah, that makes sense Thank you
0: hey, It's my pleasure <laughs> I, I, email me. Let me know what happens. Okay?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think this is really um, helpful and I think gives me a good perspective for how I should continue. Good stuff. Thanks yeah. with him. Thank you. I love it. Bye. Bye. Huh, I like that call. I like Danny. That was fun.
0: Um, and I want to thank you for joining me here on the Love You Podcast. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Next week, I'm interviewing the one and only AJ Harbinger of the Art of Charm Podcast. Who's going to discuss with us how to build confidence, build conversation and create connection with everyone you meet. Social skills, very important. Don't forget to come come around next week. Subscribe on iTunes. Check me out on YouTube. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And best of all, go to www.evanmarkatz.com. I give away the most free dating and relationship advice on the whole internet. Take my quiz about your number one relationship challenge right on my homepage, and I will help you get the love you deserve. See you again next week on the Love You Podcast.